0: Oh Lord, I give thanks for your call upon my life. I give thanks for your call upon our lives. And as we come once again to seriously consider the words of Jesus, I pray that you give and take the words in my mouth and the meditations in my heart and make them wholly yours, that together we might actively listen and critically think so that we might grow in grace and radically love. All these things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to begin today's sermon by reframing the S word. The S word. Few things annoy parishioners more than stewardship campaigns. Mostly because some poor soul from the finance committee, or worse yet, the pastor, stands up before the church and starts panhandling for money. Immediately, people disengage. Some people become angry and even leave. Others patiently bide their time until the all-important pledge card needs to be filled out and submitted. And for the most part, there is little to no joy throughout the campaign, except when it ends. And everyone breathes a huge sigh of relief. And sometime around Christmas, everyone starts liking the pastor again. If stewardship were only about money, then I, like you, am not interested in it. And I'll be honest, I'm not one to beg anyone for anything, so I'm certainly not going to stand up here for the next three weeks and panhandle from the pulpit. Because panhandling from the pulpit for, for money, that's not stewardship, that's fundraising. And stewardship is not fundraising. You hear that again, stewardship is not fundraising. Stewardship is recognizing that God owns everything. Stewardship is understanding that we've been created to manage the life and the resources that God has given us. Stewardship is accepting that we have responsibilities, not rights. And that we will have to account for how we have used our life and our resources to further God's kingdom. Stewardship is remembering that we receive a reward for our faithfulness that is out of this world. Now, I know explaining to you that stewardship is ownership and management, accountability and reward probably means very little to you. Why? Because it's missing. The why. You know, the why of things in life has always been my driver. Because if I understand the why and I believe in the why, I'm all in. I'm sold out. So indulge me for a moment as I share with you that the why of stewardship is heart. The why of stewardship. Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. There's a a pastel up there. There's a picture of a pastel um, of a not-so-famous artist whose parents were not very well off. In fact, they were just barely making it just barely making ends meet. This family with very, very little money saw something in their child's play drawings that made them go, we need to find this child art lessons. And so they scraped together whatever they could, each working two jobs, so that they could get this child art lessons before school once a week. And when this child did this pastel, this child was seven years old. That's not bad for seven, is it? That child was me. And my parents, y'all, there were times that we were just flat broke. But they invested in me. I don't think that my parents had a defined dream for me. Other than that I be free and that I be resourced to pursue whatever my dream might end up being. My parents invested into me. They invested into my talents. They invested into my heart. They did this with time and money that they never really had. Hear that again. They did it with time and money that they never really had because I was their treasure. I was their heart. You see, treasure is so much more than money. It's what your heart values. Friends, wherever you are deploying your time and your talents and your treasure, that is also where your heart is. Now, I've been on my journey here with you since since I began this ministry with you. And I've been on this journey to discover where the heartbeat of Calvary Church is. In various meetings, whether it be church leadership meetings or getting to know you meetings. Thank you for those of you that came out to those. I have asked this question, what is your dream for Calvary Church? And sometimes I'm met with puzzled looks. And sometimes I'm met with immediate responses. Here's the number one response I've received. To be debt free. I asked in various meetings and in various get togethers. What is your dream for Calvary Church? And the number one answer I've been given is to be debt free. Y'all, that's a great goal. Absolutely fabulous goal. The goal of being debt-free. Amy and I have that same goal. To be free of the ginormous student loan debt that we carry. We have that same goal. But I want you to hear this. Because a goal and a dream are not the same thing. If I built my life upon the goal of being debt-free, I would only ever think about how to make more money to pay off the debt. Consequently, I would build my life on scarcity, thinking I never have enough when God has more than provided for our needs and for some of our wants. However, if I build my life upon God's mission for me, the purpose for which he has made me, and I align my dream with God's mission, In other words, I seek first the kingdom of God. Then eventually our student loan debt will be paid off. Why? Because I exist for a much greater purpose than paying off my student loan debt. Friends, I want you to know, listen, I want you to know that on the other side of your goal of being debt free, that's where your dream is. That's where your dream is. And over the next two weeks, I'm going to share some of the other dreams that you have shared with me. Some beautiful dreams that fear me with tears of joy. I love some of these dreams. But for for today, I want us all to seriously and prayerfully begin considering this question. What is your dream for Calvary Church? What's on the other side of being debt free? Dream bigger than debt. Also, dream bigger than the good old days. Y'all, some of y'all dreaming for the good old days? Mm hmm. Now, listen if you spend all your time looking in the rearview mirror, you're likely a wreck. You see, God has empowered us with the Holy Spirit. Souls are teeming with resurrection power. A power that doesn't go backwards but goes forwards into God's future. Peter preached on the day of Pentecost that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young people will see visions. Your old people will dream dreams. Friends, I am neither young nor old, so I'm doing both right now. I am dreaming and I'm prophesying. I'm prophesying to the older among us, start dreaming again. Start dreaming again. And to the young among us, God has a dream. He has a dream for you and a mission for Calvary Church. So prophesy Tell us what we need to hear so that together we can dream God's dream for Calvary and make a plan to get there. Oh, Lord God Almighty, I pray that you wake back up mighty Calvary Church from her slumber so that we might claim the mission you've given us. Because stewardship is not about money. And neither is treasure. It's about heart. Stewardship is investing your resources at the intersection of your dream and God's mission. Hear that again. Stewardship is investing your resources at the intersection of your dream and God's mission. We have a mission. We have a story. We have a story to tell to the nations. We have a story. We have the story of Jesus and His love. We have heartbeats that are beating for Jesus Christ. We have a mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's our mission. And, brothers and sisters, there is a world around us right now, all around this neighborhood and beyond, whose hearts are not beating. They need us, they need us to live into our mission. To share the story of Jesus and His love by being Jesus and His love. And listen, listen. When Peter preached this sermon 1,988 years ago, it was already the last days. We've been in the last days for a long time. And we've never been closer to the return of Jesus Christ than today. So friends, hear the urgency in my voice. Because I do see the signs of the times. I see the love of most grown cold. I see a lost and a hurting world. And I know that Jesus will return when his gospel reaches to the ends of the earth. And we are almost there. We are almost there. We are part of that final push. And the faithfulness of our stewardship is part of that final push. Stewardship campaigns offer us the opportunity to recommit. To recommit everything about ourselves to Jesus' mission our time, our talents, our treasure, our lives, and our hearts. And I think that's exciting. Because we know that everything we give towards Jesus' mission never rots, never fades, and can never be stolen. Jesus says, Do not be afraid, little flock. For your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted. Where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. You already know this. But it's worth saying again. There is nothing we own that doesn't already belong to God. And that includes our bodies. Right? We don't get to take those with us when we leave this earth either. but we do take our hearts. We do take our souls, right? And we get to take everything that is written on the fabric of our souls with us. So don't be afraid to step out in faith. After all, it was the little flock of Jesus who stepped out in faith nearly 2,000 years ago And now that flock is a third of the world's population. Does stepping out in faith work? Absolutely. Stepping out in faith works. Aligning the dreams of our hearts with God's mission works. Stewardship campaigns should not be a time of dread and bitterness and miserliness. Stewardship campaigns are meant to bring us joy. We're blessed. We are blessed to commit for the first time or to recommit the entirety of our person and our resources to a kingdom that never dies. You know, there's a lot of fabulous organizations in the world in which people donate money to, but there's only one that has the cure for death. The church. There is nothing more fun, I like to say the word funner, I understand it's not actually a word, my children like to correct me, so I said there's nothing more fun, but I'll be honest, ain't nothing funner than stepping out in faith to invest our lives at the intersection of our dream and God's mission. Now many of you have already received in a mail a letter and a commitment card for this year's stewardship campaign, looks something like this. And if you haven't received one, of course, we have extra cards in an the Narthex uh, that you can take home with you today. And for those of you that have seen the card, it looks a little different from previous years. Because we're asking for three commitments in 2022. And the first and the most important commitment we are asking for is Prayer. Prayer. We are asking that you commit time to praying for the mission of Calvary Church every day for the next year. I'm unapologetically asking you for it. Will you pray? Consider the prayer possibility. If 1,000 people prayed for only 60 seconds every day for 365 days, that would be 21,900,000 seconds of prayer for the mission of Calvary Church. Do you know what God would do with that kind of prayer? He'd set the neighborhood on fire in all the right ways. And I know, I know many of you already pray more than a minute a day, but can you imagine if all of us prayed? And I can tell that not all of us do. I I feel it. So friends, if you're not already praying, please start praying. Please commit to just one minute of prayer a day. And if you are praying, but you're not specifically praying for the mission of Calvary Church. Then I ask that you start adding that to your prayer life. Pray for our staff and their families by name every day. Pray for our program ministries like music and youth and children. Pray for our outreach ministries like the cupboard at Calvary Food Pantry. Y'all, that's awesome. Y'all, pray for Calvary kids because the staff and the children and the families that are connected to that school, y'all, that is our mission field. And please, if you're not already doing so, pray for me. Pray for me. I need your prayer support. I will not become an effective leader for God at Calvary Church if the majority of you aren't praying for me. I'll just continue to be the hot mess I already am. I need your prayers. Your prayers matter, friends. Your prayers are powerful. And if some of you are sitting here right now and you're saying to yourself, this guy's crazy. He's talking about prayer being powerful. Jesus, as though he actually got up from the grave. Jesus, as though he might come back. Well, listen. If you think I'm crazy, then what I have to say next is just for you. Repent. Turn around. Come back to Jesus. Get your soul right with Him. Allow Him to help you heal from years of bitterness and disbelief. Let today be the day of your salvation. Or let today be your prodigal day. I'm a prodigal son. I knew Jesus. Walked with Him. And I'm like, I'm out. And He, I became a prodigal child. He brought me back. Because the day you come back and recommit your life to Jesus Christ is the day your life gets set free and on fire. It's a day that you realize you don't have to feel angry. It's a day that you realize you don't have to think in terms of bitterness. You can be free of that. Friends, you can be free of that today if you will only connect or reconnect your life with the source of illimitable love, Jesus Christ. And that begins with prayer. And it stays rooted in prayer. So please, 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 please pray. And I end with this Will you pray? Will you pray about what commitment you will offer God in the coming year? Will you ask God to show you where your heart is and then see if your heart is aligned with his mission? Because where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Will you give God time daily in prayer and weekly in service? Will you give back to God some of the talents with which he's blessed you? Will you give back to God some of the money with which he has blessed you and not out of your abundance, but out of your first fruits? Because treasure is more than money. It's what we value. Do you value the kingdom of God and the salvation with which you have been graced? Only you know that. For where your treasure is, there shall your heart be also. And these are words of Jesus seriously considered this day for Calvary Church and for our brothers and sisters joining us online. Thanks be to the God who walks with us, his little flock, and multiplies everything we offer into a kingdom that lasts forever. Let us pray.